Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. Super Bowl edition. Super Bowl edition. First, they determine the most Googled Super Bowl dip per state. Nationwide, it's buffalo chicken dip. It's weird. In some states like Georgia, it's dessert dip. Folks in Oregon <laughs> are searching for recipes like queso dip. Mm. Floridians want their seven-layer dip. Second in the world of food, these popular Super Bowl snacks are not safe for your pets. Guacamole, that's because avocados have person, which is toxin in large amounts. Chicken wings, those sharp bones can make definitely make it where you got to have an emergency trip to the vet. And uh, some ingredients in cookies like raisins, walnuts, and pistachios are toxic for dogs. And finally, in the world of food, Super Bowl edition, after the Super Bowl, State Farm Stadium will have tons of leftover food, and they plan to get them to people in need fast. Volunteers equipped with refrigerated trucks are going to whisk thousands of uneaten food, thousands of pounds of uneaten food, to homeless shelters and rescue missions. And they have two hours to make it all happen. It's like this military operation. To save That's the great, food though. and what get a, it into hands of people who need it. Yeah. You were talking about stuff your dogs can't eat. Do you know what? My yeah. dog, the world's greatest, cutest dog, who's about, uh, he's on the verge of becoming America's favorite pet, Marco. Um, you know what his favorite snack is? Carrots? Yeah, yeah. Have I mentioned it before? Uh, yeah, Baby you have. carrots. Are, and it's so bad. He go, I mean, he goes nuts. For carrots, we you, had a dog you would like think it too. was a, a steak we put on the floor. If you're just up, like I don't know, chopping carrots for a recipe, uh-huh. he will not leave you alone. Yeah, he knows what they are. He sees them and That's he awesome. wants the carrots. I don't know what it is about. It's them like a that, little bone. Yeah, they drive him so crazy. And they're probably like, can you imagine how sweet they taste to a dog? I guess. I guess he's just crazy for carrots. It's like he's Bugs Bunny. Do you have any cool um, people you share your birthday with? Like, for example, my sister was born on the 4th of July, and so was her grandfather. Hmm. So they have the same birthday. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So do you share a birthday with anybody? It's kind of cool when that happens, right? My um, my sister was born on the 4th of July, and so was our grandpa. Do you share the birthday with someone too, Kev? Uh, yeah, Harry Connick Jr. Oh, get out. That's so cool. Well, um, this is uh, one of those really wild stories. There's this lady named Abby. Um, She lives in Arkansas, and she just gave birth to her first child, a baby boy. And she was born, he was born in the same hospital, in the same room with the same doctor as she was 24 years ago. Wow. So they have the exact same birthday. Isn't that so cool? She said all the nurses and doctors and everyone where they were so special. They just come, kept coming in and going, "Happy birthday, you two!" Because they, you know, he, the baby boy had just been born, and Abby was turning twenty-four. And I just thought that was such a fun story. Like you said, what are the chances? Right, right. Isn't there a special birthday in your family today? Oh uh, yeah, today's my niece Laura's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's nineteen. I blinked. What? I can't believe it. And it's. So emotional for her mom yeah. because she's away at college in another state. Yeah. And this is the first time she can't make her daughter the usual crepes she makes for breakfast and the chocolate cake she always makes. And it's a really hard day for my sister. Here's what I don't understand. And you guys probably go through this too. These these kids in our lives, they they go from like two, three, four years old to 20 like that. They grow up so fast. Yet none of us... We don't age a day. Right. How does that happen? (laughs)
At least not in our minds. <laughs> not to bring up a sore subject, but oh, no. <laughs> when someone hurts the feelings of someone you love, uh-huh. does it just like, I, I, you just get in the depths of despair, don't you? Because there's nothing you can do. Hmm. You can't fix it. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. I don't know about you, but um, it is so hard when a child in your life is hurt and you wish you could fix it, whether it's the fall off the bike and scrape the knee or um, way serious as they get older, it's their heart. And I've got 11 nieces and nephews, so I can keep this totally anonymous and protect their privacy. But out of the 11, there are three of them that are having their hearts broken, whether it's um, from just a friend, a friend that's just like, cut them out or ghosted, ghosted them, them. Hmm. or a romantic relationship. And I don't know, you guys, I don't know how you parents do it. I, sadly, I'm not a mom, um, but I'm so grateful to have 11 nieces and nephews. And when I found find out they're hurting, it guts me. Hmm. I found out about a new one last night and it was so sweet because the niece or nephew um, chose to tell me, um, you know, like not, I didn't hear it from their mom like I normally do. Mm-hmm. And I tried to hold it together like a parent would hold it, hold it together for a kid. Oh no, I started bawling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I wish I could fix it. And I wish I could make it better. And yeah. I just, ah, oh, I was a wreck last night. That's why my eyes are all puffy today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how you parents do it because I'm just the aunt. That's all I am. And I am gutted when they are hurting and oh, there's nothing I can do to what? fix it. I'm glad you brought this up because I think from having four kids and and my youngest is 21 now. So we've been down this road <laughs> times four kids, times mm-hmm. multiple heartbreaks. And there are some things you pick up along the way of how what to do and what not to do when your kid has a broken heart. Especially so, need help with the friendship ghosting thing um, too. Share some of some some ideas, some things I've picked up from mistakes made along the way. We'll talk about that next. So, I don't know about you, but when uh, kids in your life are hurting, I've got 11 nieces and nephews and three of them have brokenness going on right now, like not necessarily from romantic relationships, but it can be friendships, there's mm-hmm. a mix. And uh, man, I I just kind of fumble as an aunt because I let them know I'm praying for them, that I'm praying for restoration if that's what God wants, for someone, a new friend if that's what God wants. But it's so hard for me to find the right words mm-hmm. um, and guide them to seeking Jesus in the midst of their pain. But I yeah. do I do the best I can. That but I feel like I fumble around. I did, I have been down this road before because we have four kids and there have been our fair share of broken hearts in our house, right? And there are some things you learn, and this isn't necessarily that I don't have any wisdom that here's the magic bullet to help your kids get over it quick, uh, because there is no getting over. And that leads me to the first thing. You can tell your kids, oh, I had my heart broken too when I was young, which by the way, sounds to them like white noise. (laughs) They don't care. (laughs) But you can share with them that uh, just don't go into a lot of detail. Don't make it about you. And don't tell them like, you know, like, oh, I had my heart broken and don't worry, you'll get over it. That is not what someone in that situation wants to hear. You can say like, oh, when I was your age, I had my heart broken too. I I know what you're going through. Leave it at that. Don't fast forward to the, but you're going to get over it quick because that's what you want to have happen. That's not going to help them feel any better. But letting them know you, you, you can relate, I think helps them a lot, whether they reciprocate that or not. And then some things with, um, just with the whole dating and stuff we, we found with when your kids are younger, 
And it's not, you know that they're like 16. This is probably not going to be the one. Resist the urge to get socially involved with that with the dating person's parents because you start making ties with them. And then when your kids, when they break up, it's weird that you continue the relationship with the family mm. and the kid has moved on. And then the last thing, um, do not, when they've been in a relationship with someone that maybe, and they're going to date people you like and people you don't like. If they have dated someone that you didn't really care for and they break up with them, resist the urge to unload everything that you didn't like about them anyway. Mm-hmm. Because they might get back together. They're coming back. Yeah. I finally, <laughs> I've, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. When they do come back, it's going to be super, super awkward. Yeah. And that child will bring it up again Ooh. that, well, you never liked him or her Yikes. anyway, right? And I remember when you gave me that advice yeah, years ago. That's so smart. That's a lesson you you really learn. You only need to learn that once, right? And then then you need don't need to learn it again. Mm-hmm. Hey, do your kids help you with your phone or computer? They asked parents, at what age do you feel like your kids become more tech savvy than you are? Birth. You want to take a guess? <laughs> the, the, what did most parents say in the uh, survey? 10. 12. Mm. Close to 50% of moms and dads of kids 18 and under admit their child knows more than them when it comes to digital technology. Totally does. I mean, my my kids are so much further. And, and, and my son, he tries to be patient with us, <laughs> but... Not you not know what I started so thinking about when I was working on this for the show. What? Um, I don't think parents can ask their kids for help with the remote anymore. Kids don't use TVs; they don't right. watch TV. Yeah, they don't. I don't know how to. I I get so confused with our Apple remote because I never touch it. Yeah, it's always my husband who's holding the remote. And so when I do finally I'm have in, to find a show, I'm impressed you just have one remote. Uh, there's one to turn the TV on, and then there's the Apple TV Plus remote. We have four. Whoa! For one of them, we rarely use because it's attached to the Blu-ray DVD player thing. Oh, you um, still have a DVD player? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but so yeah, there's cool. there's three to operate. There's one for the smart TV, I guess. One for the satellite TV, and uh, one to turn everything on. So, so bottom line, there's only a few people in your house that know how to turn it on, right. watch TV. <laughs> exactly. Hey, did you play with Barbies as a kid? Coming up, why this new Barbie doll is inspiring young girls. Hey, did you play with Barbies as a kid? My dad made us five daughters at a homemade Barbie house out of wood paneling. (laughs) Mm. We were just talking about that the other day. Mm. Well, this brand new Barbie is inspiring young girls. It just came out in time for Black History Month. And the newest doll celebrates the life of Bessie Coleman. Mm. She is the first black and Native American female aviator and first black person to ever earn an international pilot's license. Now, here's the situation. She was only 23 years old. She left Texas to move to Chicago to build a better life for herself. Okay. Well, then she was told, you can't get a pilot's license because you're a woman and you're a woman of color. So she didn't let that get her down. She learned French and then went to got, get her pilot's license in France in 1921. Wow. She had really two cool nicknames, Brave Bess and Queen Bess. And she even performed at air shows and did acrobatics. Wow. So if you're looking for a doll, a Barbie doll that would inspire your young daughters, get them the the new 
Bessie Coleman doll. Forget's inspiring young. She's inspired me. I love the, I love people who don't take roadblocks and no for an mm-hmm. answer. It would have been so easy for her to give up. Yeah. But she was like, no, I'm doing this. How can I do it? I know. I'll, I'll learn go French. to France. I will go to France. I will learn to be a pilot there. I'm inspired by her. What a woman. Wow. Okay, so you've heard of parents that are kind of helicopter-ish and they'll like do their kids' homework. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll do the science project. I heard mm-hmm. the best story of that script getting flipped where the kid was doing mom's homework. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you this story. It's in my own family next. So I don't know about you, but there's some of my relatives because my family is so ginormous that I haven't seen in years and years and years and years. And Mm -hmm. the other day, I got to see my cousin Tim and his wife Allison and their son Ryan. And it was just like, whoa, this is like a family reunion or something. Any idea first time Um, in how many years? Do you know? Like over a decade? Oh, at least. Maybe longer than that. And so I was asking my cousin Tim, I'm like, um, his mom is in heaven, my Aunt Jean, and she was one of a kind. Hmm. So I started asking him, like, as little as they had three boys, as little boys, did you know how unique your mom was, how different? And he's like, yeah, we had an inkling, like, she dressed all the men in the family. We were always dressed to the nines and hmm. stuff like that. And then um, his wife, Allison, started chiming in and said, Aunt Jean, or she, I call her Aunt Jean, she called her Jean, or mm-hmm. mom. She had a way of getting people to do things for her and make you think it was your idea. (laughs) And she proceeds to tell us that she was a member of a book club Mm -hmm. and she made her son, Tim, write all the book reviews. So he had to sit there and read all these girly books, (laughs) these romance (laughs) novels and stuff. (laughs) And then write the, and I was like, how old were you when you had to do this? Like, were you like a a little kid? Were you like middle school? And he goes, well, it lasted well into our marriage until I finally got sick of it and said enough. (laughs) I was teasing him so I'm like, you had to write book reviews for your mommy as a young married man? I wonder if his wife actually <laughs> liked it because did those books inspire him to be more romantic? Ooh. Oh, I didn't think to ask that. You know what I mean? I got to call Allison. I have her email like there's, address. There's two ways she could have gone. A, frustrated that yeah. my husband is still under mom's oppressive thumb so right. much that he's doing this. Or she could have gone. I could work this to my benefit, right? If she played the game above the game. If she was playing chess, not checkers. It was the funniest story I've ever heard. (laughs) Allison said, like, she'd go, she'd get to her house and Jean would go, Allison, I know you like wrapping gifts. How about you wrap these gifts for my friends for Christmas? You wrap so beautifully. All right, you know, I've got a good one of what something my mom made me do well into my teenage years that was just like, um, come on talk about it next she were talking about your your aunt jean and what a big personality she was i had an aunt jean who was a big personality too maybe there's something about that name yeah right that that name means you're gonna have a fun aunt but um anyhow uh you're also saying how she had her son writing book reports for her book club like yep, well into reviews. his 20s yeah even after he got married She'd send him these books to do book reviews for her yeah. as if as if she was doing. My mom made me do something for her until my late teens. Um, now that she's passed away, I think I can say this. A lot of people don't know it. Um, my mom was not a natural blonde. 
If you've ever seen shocking, if you've ever seen pictures of my mom, <laughs> she was platinum blonde. I mean, she was like Dolly Parton blonde, right? So uh, it was not real, and she didn't want to spend a lot of money at a salon. So my aunt, my aunt Bernie, who we all called Chuch, Chuch would do her hair like once a month or every month and a half. We would go to her house, and she would dye my mom's hair, and she used this stuff that when she put the chemical on her head. It burned, and she would make me stand there with, like, a magazine and fan her for, like, (laughs) it seemed like an hour. It was probably only about five minutes till that sensation went away, but I'm, like, I'm, like, 13, 14 years old, you know, on a Friday night, all my friends are out, and I'm standing there fanning my mom's head. I'm, like... (laughs) Helping ladies do oh. hair. That explains <laughs> right. a lot about your personality. Right. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Why you love Project Runway and fashion. And... Right. <laughs> That's, you cut your teeth as a 13-year-old. Monday morning, all my friends are like, hey, did you go to the football game on Friday night? No. Fan my mom's. I fan the bleach off my mom's head. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like, what? Who does that? My mom. My mom would make someone do that. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. What does your child want to be when they grow up? This little guy dreams of being a news or traffic reporter. And guess what? His dream came true, and he's only 12 years old. Hmm. He lives in New Jersey, and when he heard about a huge traffic jam, he recorded the news story on his phone, submitted it to a local TV station, and they played it on the air. So here is this 12-year-old's TV news reporter debut. supposed to be and my teacher who was in the traffic managed to get to school on time and luckily no one got hurt thanks for watching good job patrick <laughs> yes. french fries all over the highway yeah he decides i got to report on this hey you want your marriage to be closer and stronger right well coming up wait till you hear what married couples are doing that they're calling life changing magic You want your marriage to be closer and stronger, of course, right? Well, check out what married couples are calling life-changing magic. Okay, what is it? They're swapping romantic date nights for something a little bit more daring. A few hours of skipping work together. They're taking (laughs) advantage of flexible work-from-home schedules to go on day dates while their children are in school. Husbands and wives say it's easier to be spontaneous and they don't have to cost the cost of a sitter. <laughs> Research shows that employees who take breaks earlier in the workday were more helpful to colleagues, felt less emotionally drained, and were more satisfied with their jobs. So really? your marriage is stronger, you're a better employee. It's a win-win. Now, are they letting their bosses know, hey, I'm skipping out early, me and the, me and the missus are going to have a date? That I don't know. <laughs> but I know they're go- what they're doing is they're not skipping out altogether. They're going, and then they're coming back. And then the challenge is they, a lot of the couples will have commitments, like we're not talking about our to-do list on this date. Hmm. But then in order to make it happen, a lot of times they're having to respond to texts and email during the date. Uh, got it. Taylor was talking just a second ago about how couples are, they're going on dates. Like husband and wife, they're meeting up for lunch. 
middle of the day to try to get some time together. And I loved it. Free babysitting. Yeah, the kids are at school. <laughs> so maybe that's not you, but how do you and your other half carve out time just for the two of you? Is it lunchtime? Is it Friday night? The in-laws watch the kids and you're good to go? How do you do it? So we're talking about what do you and your better half do just to get a little bit of time away. I can remember um, Tracy and I, when our kids were little, there were a few times you watched our kids for us. Yeah. So we could go out on that a date night. That was an adventure. <laughs> Especially the time when um, you had you were you guys had rented a hotel room because you had just moved here. Oh, right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. we had four kids, me and Glenn, and... I two think dogs. It was two dogs. Riley and Rusty. And one of, mm-hmm. a, one of them... Um, yeah, went on the carpet, and it was number two. So, You're talking about the dogs, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we changed many diapers. When you that have day four too. kids, anything can happen. Yeah. So, uh, oh, we're talking about what do you, what do you do? We were fortunate when the kids were little too that uh, around the corner from us uh, was a um, a mom and her daughter who my wife made friends with, CJ, and they're still friends to this day. And CJ, for some reason, only charged us like. I don't know, five bucks an hour to watch the kids. I mean, it was even for back then, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was not a lot of money. I mean, we'd still have to budget it in and go like, okay, babysitter is going to cost this much. Uh, Okay, we can go out. Um, But that's how we managed to do it. We just had a, I don't know, maybe she looked at it as a ministry. Like, I'm only going to charge them $5 an hour. (laughs) They need help. They they need date nights. They've got four (laughs) kids. We see their kids running around the neighborhood. They need some time away. My parents were so good about it. They took every Friday night was their date night. And they were fortunate enough to have older daughters to watch the younger daughters. Right. And we would stay home, make homemade pizza, and they would go out for fish because none of us girls liked fish Mm -hmm. back then. Now I love it. So, Um, And so they were always making it a priority. So how do you manage to make it happen? How do you get that precious time away? Or are you struggling with it right now? Is it something that you're just like, I would love to have just one night to go out, just me and my better half, and, and just it doesn't even matter where. We can go to Waffle House. Just let us sit and talk for an hour. Maybe it's a dream, but how do you make it happen? So I have a question for you about, or we're talking about how do you get to go out on a date night with the kids and stuff? What's your plan? Do the, the in-laws come and watch, or do you pay a babysitter? You had said that your older sisters were old enough to watch you, the younger girls, right? Mm-hmm. Did mom and dad, and I don't want to start any fights in carpool line, but did mom and dad pay your older sisters to watch you guys? No. Ooh. No it was It was just and a I freebie. And I think the oldest one has a little bit of bitter- bitterness about that. Really? Oh, yeah. Because, like, (laughs) here she is. When the twins were born, she was a Mm 12-year-old. And she had gotten some new um, roller skates and could not wait to try them on and try them out. And I guess the 10-year-old was in charge. I was only five, so I wasn't much help. And one of the twins got hurt. And then she was in trouble with mom and dad. And she, I think she feels oh, like so that the, was a lot on the 12-year-old her. 12-year-old roller skating left the 10-year-old home in charge, mm-hmm. and bad things happened while she was out roller in skating in the driveway. Got but it. yeah, but she still, was she was supposed to be mm-hmm. keeping an eye in the. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And she's still bitter about that. Um, I think it's a, it's influenced her life. She mentioned it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it's still coming up. <laughs> I could have been a professional roller skater if I had just been able to apply myself, and you ruined it for me. That day. But yeah, the <laughs> oldest, they often the have to grow up fast when mom puts, you know, mom and dad put them in charge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well, it's the Kevin Lehman, the birth order book, right? He yeah. talks all about that. I was that 
lucky five-year-old just kind of in the middle doing my thing. (laughs) Mom would help me. She would get me to help hold the bottles when she wasn't nursing. Yeah. So that was like one of my big jobs. Yeah. She would put them on pillows right next to me and I would kneel in between them and hold their bottles for me. Any, uh, any resentment about that? Or are you good? No, I thought it was kind of fun at the point. Okay. I was only five. Right. So. Well, you said there's roller skating resentment. I didn't know if there was uh, had to feed the kids when I'd, I'd rather be outside riding my big wheel. Resentment. But I will tell you this on Friday nights as they were, you know, when, when it's more like 17, 15, you know, mm-hmm. on down. There were definitely some fights (laughs) when mom and dad weren't home. Did they know about these fights? Uh, I think they suspected. (laughs) But they didn't care. They just wanted to get out. They needed their day night. As long as there's no ER visit, we're fine. (laughs) See if you don't agree with this. I have a theory about road trips. My wife and I went on a road trip the other day. And I mean, it was driving like a couple hundred miles. And we said, hey, we'll just stop at this one restaurant. We like, well, just when we get hungry, we'll just stop there. So when we decided, okay, we could both go for something to eat. Like a franchise that you yes. can see a lot of them? It could okay. be, pick, pick, pick your favorite restaurant. It could be anything. It could be Starbucks. It could be, <clears throat> it could be McDonald's. It could be Arby's. Whatever, Hardee's. Whatever. Carl's Jr. Whatever the restaurant is, you decide that's the place where we both like to get something to eat. That's where we're going to stop. Okay. You will pass endless numbers of that restaurant <laughs> until you decide you're hungry. Yep. And then from that moment on, <laughs> it will be a desert so for that. So true. That happened to Trace, and we're like, okay, we're, we're going to stop now. I'm really, so my we, tummy's growling now. We passed like three exits, and this is an interstate, so it's like every exit's got those little signs yeah. with all the logos. Mm-hmm. We're like, ooh, is there one there? Nope, nope, not one there. Next one, ooh, is there one there? Nope, not one there. I said, why don't you look them up on your phone maybe it'll tell us how far away yeah and we had just passed must have been 40 of them before that it was like 32 miles to the next one like Murphy's that, Law. I guess you enjoyed it that much more because you were 32 miles more hungry. Yeah, but we got to name it. There's got to be a name like Kev's Law or something. Hmm. You will that when you finally decide to stop yeah. for that restaurant, it won't be. They there. will disappear. Even <laughs> even if there was one at the exit coming up the last time you went that way, it'll be gone. Usually, that just happens to me with the bathroom. That <laughs> too, right? Have you ever had to break up with someone or had someone break up with you? Coming up, see if you think this way of breaking up is cute or cruel. Hey, have you ever had to break up with someone or had someone break up with you? It's so heartbreaking, right? Well, see if you think this idea is cute or cruel. Just in time for Valentine's Day, Walmart is offering a breakup bear. It's a stuffed bear holding a broken heart that says bye-bye. You push a button and NSYNC starts to play. (laughs) Now, some people think it's cute. Others say it's downright cruel. No. I'm thinking you give it to them. It's going right in the trash within Mm. seconds. So do you really want to spend the money knowing it's just going to go in the trash? I don't think it goes in the trash. It goes viral with people like (laughs) destroying the bear. That's what's going to (laughs) happen. Like a voodoo doll. People are going to go nuts (laughs) with that. Oh, that's just wrong. Yeah, Walmart's selling this thing. It's called the Bye Bye Bear. That is wrong. Breakup bear. Sorry, not the Bye Bye Bear. Breakup bear. (laughs) The NSYNC threw me off. (laughs) Justin Timberlake will call your... (laughs) Your 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 what your romantic interest and tell him. Do you have a new idea for what is it called that that service you use all the time? You buy as gifts. Cameo. 
celebrities. A cameo, hire a cameo to, a break, cameo up to someone. break up with someone. The good news is you've got a cameo from me. The bad news, <laughs> so-and-so doesn't want to date you anymore. What we need to do in a minute is uh, swap what we're doing for Super Bowl Sunday. Mine's mm, really bizarre. Okay. Wait till you hear that. But uh, you know how technically we're not supposed to even say Super Bowl we're supposed to call it like big game, big whatever. Game. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody figured out a little workaround that's pretty hilarious. Oh, we no all kidding. started doing this. I'll okay. tell you about it in just a minute. Talking about <clears throat> the big game. The big game. Yeah, not we're not Super. supposed say to Super say Bowl, Super Bowl. Right? In just a minute, I'll tell you what I'm doing on Sunday, and it's so bizarre. Uh, so different than I think pretty much anyone listening probably. Okay. But um, we're not supposed to say that word. Apparently, it's you know copyrighted, trademark. That's been I think a thing. It's a, if you're using it to promote or sell something, okay, like yeah, you and I like, can go like, hey, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? But if yeah, you were, if okay. you were to say, come to my restaurant for chicken wings for the yeah. Super Bowl, yeah, you can't say. So that. someone figured out uh, a way around it and see if we can get used to saying it like this. Due to trademark and copyright laws, we've swapped out the first letters to make this bit legal to broadcast according to NFL rules. Don't miss Booper Soul Sisty Fevin. It's the Chances Kitty Seafs <laughs> against the Philadelphia Feagles. <laughs> the Booper Soul. What are you doing for the Booper Soul? <laughs> so we have the weirdest thing ever. We were making plans for my niece's birthday. Mm-hmm. She's turning sweet 16. I can't believe it. On I Super blinked. Bowl Sunday? And, uh, well, it's actually the day after, but we had made plans like a couple months ago that Uh we would celebrate because her dad's going on a a men's Bible retreat, you know, like from church. Does she in any way, shape or form like football? No. And it wasn't (laughs) until yesterday that we had been talking about, we're going to get her favorite restaurant. How are we going to decorate? I told my sister what I bought her for. I've already wrapped her presents like two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. And I looked at my sister and I went, guess what I just realized? And she goes, what? I go, it's the Super Bowl. And she's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) And she goes, well, maybe Ava would want to watch a couple of the commercials, but we want her to feel special. It's her birthday party. Tell her uh, you got Rihanna to do a few songs (laughs) for her birthday on national TV. Happy birthday, honey. (laughs) By the way, her favorite restaurant, this is what we'll be eating, Thai food. (laughs) On <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Maybe we'll start a new tradition. Yeah. Right? We're going to have to hear in just a minute about your wife's spread. I know she like she cooks almost like it's Thanksgiving when oh. it's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, the, the, the game is going to be the big game. We'll talk about it next. So we're talking about the Super Bowl. Do you have a, a whole crew coming to your house? You're going to have a big spread. Boy, my wife has been making a menu for it seems like a month now and she's finalizing it all she added something last night we already decided we were going to go with a, a philadelphia based menu because you know the eagles are mm-hmm. in the, in the super bowl and we love philly cheesesteaks so that's on the menu but she's not just making philly cheese cheesesteaks she's going to get ribeye she's going to grill ribeye and then slice it really thin wow. and make the cheesesteaks out of that um she's got a, a recipe for cheese beer dip some kind of che- beer cheese dip or oh, something. Oh, yeah. I had that recently at a restaurant. It came with a, pre- a soft pretzel, and it was delicious. And she's making... She won't buy, like... She won't go and buy the Boxo frozen pretzels. She's making pretzels herself. Like, got a Whoa. recipe for the dough and the whole bit. So... Wow. She's going to make pretzels herself. And then she was like, I think we need something else. What if somebody doesn't like cheesesteak and... And pretzels and cheese beer dip. I was like, well, that's on them, honey. <laughs> she's like, no, no, we got to have something else. So she's looking for some type of Philly oriented uh, chicken wing recipe. 
The oh, hunt okay. for that continues. How many people are you guys hosting? Uh, let's see. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, six maybe eight. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be. You know, whoever good, got good those invitations are a, really like, do they have to bring anything? It's the golden or ticket. Or just show up and chow down. And bring an empty stomach. <laughs> don't, nice. eat a, don't eat all day because we want you to pick out when you come over for the game, right?